time for the illegal ham in the face. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Episode 40. Mm-hmm. I am here with Big Bri, who is via messenger. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We are doing great, buddy. How are you today? Fantastic. Uh, we are also here with my cousin Vinny, who is in studio with me, as always. Hey, good morning. All right, boys. So let's get into this show. All right. So we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about Browns, a little bit about Cavs, a little bit about Indians. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl spread that we had because of the past Super Bowl. Bryce probably going to kiss Tom Brady's ass, so that's going to happen this show. Uh, that's fine. He's he's due. It. He's due, and you know that's that's fine. Uh, we're probably also going to talk a little bit about Clay Matthews getting snubbed in the Hall of Fame, which is kind of a kick. And also, uh, the first shout out that I'm going to give is to the uh, family of Marty Schottenheimer. Um, he passed away at the age of 77. We found out that news. Um, also, uh, Les Levine passed away this week, too. So it's been a kind of uh, a rough week here for uh, Cleveland people. And, um, you know, we just want to wish everybody the best from us. And, you know, uh, we're, our prayers and thoughts are with, you know, the families. Um, sure. al- also want to uh, shout out uh, my cousin Vinny right now is behind the scenes working on our February live show and we might be at the foundry social down in medina coming up here this is big prize pick so so hopefully we can get this all situated to go also um later on tonight craig's son has got to oh there he is craig's son uh birthday is today so the ham boys are taking over the browns table tonight so it should be very interesting here a little bit later. Nice. A little ham on the table. A little ham on the table. We're bringing the ham to the table. It shouldn't even be the Browns table that. anymore, right? should should <laughs> just be the ham table. <laughs> we can come up with something. All right. We also got a uh, special guest is going to join us later, uh, Mike Ped, a very good friend of the show. He has been listening to us. He's friends of Lawrence and Jay's. So he is going to join us here in a little bit later to talk sports. So I'm going to switch over here to my cousin Vinny. Vinny, do you got any shout outs this week, my man? Um, you know, uh me and the wifey, we went out to um Hail Mary, actually, over uh Here in Westlake, sure. right? Yeah, Westlake. It's yeah. Westlake right there on uh Center Ridge. Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic food. There right, we might have to get in there soon too. Oh yeah. I've heard the food there is phenomenal. Is there uh anybody else you want to shout out? Uh no, it should be about it. Okay, Big Bri, you got anybody you want to shout out? Um, I guess I'll just echo your sentiments on um uh, Les Levine and uh, Marty, um because 
you know, they were such a big part of us growing up uh, as Browns fans and in, in the city of Cleveland. And, you know, I, I was watching NFL Live a little earlier and just they were running down all that Marty did as a head coach in the NFL. And it was it was something pretty spectacular. I mean, he, he was with three, well, four franchises, but really three uh, for an extended period of time. And he had success in every single place. He won. 10-plus games 11 times, um, and he was consistently in the playoffs. He still has guys uh, under his tree, I guess, that are uh, some of the best coaches we have going now and of the last 20 years. Uh, I didn't realize Bruce Arians was was on one of his staffs. And uh, other guys, Bill Cower, Mike McCarthy, Tony Dungy. So those are some of the best coaches of the last 20 years. So he truly will be missed, and really he's, in my mind, He's the best Browns coach that I've ever seen, and for probably most people under the age of, what, 40 or 50? Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen anyone better, and I didn't realize how short his stay really was in Cleveland. He was only here for, like, four and a half years. Well, like every other coach here in Cleveland, right? (laughs) And I don't know why. I'm I'm assuming it had something to do with Art Modell kicking him out. Well, probably. Yeah, Reticliano, I guess, got fired like uh, in the middle of the season in 84. And then uh, Marty took over from there up and through 88. And, I mean, those were the heydays of the Browns for yes, us they were. growing up. Yeah, you know, making it to the AFC Championship a couple times, making it in the playoffs and being a Super Bowl contender for basically his whole stretch. So I don't know why it didn't last longer, but, um, yeah, he, he was one of the best. So. Uh, that's my Marty take. Um, the other shout out I guess I'll give is something that I think a lot of people have seen, but I don't know if everyone has seen on social media. Um, Larry Nance has been wearing t-shirts for local, uh, local businesses, local small businesses in Cleveland for every single game. And even though he's out for the next month or six weeks, I think he's still doing that. So, just something pretty cool, uh, a local guy giving back, uh, supporting local businesses and kind of getting their name out there, you know, having uh, having a big-time NBA star wear your merch is pretty cool. So, uh, so I thought that was pretty cool and a way for him to kind of think outside the box and put his uh, fame and his fortune to good use uh, for the, the small man during a difficult year. Yep, yep. So that's what we're trying to do too with where we're visiting. I mean, I know there are bigger places, but that's you know mm-hmm. this is why we started this podcast, Brian, was to actually help out the smaller bars and stuff like that that have taken the huge hit being shut down because of the quarantine and all that stuff. So you know, it's very very nice that he is doing something like that, and especially maybe we should give him a ham T-shirt and see what he does. Yeah, why not? I bet he'll wear it. He'll wear it. I guarantee it. Should we put uncorked and unloaded on the back of it or on the front? (laughs) He'll know. (laughs) He'll understand. He'll He'll understand. He's a listener. All right, Brian. So we also got to uh, do our sponsor, which is Underdog Clothing Company. Um, You can find them at underdogclothingco.com. Also find them on Twitter or Instagram. They got some good stuff coming out. Still waiting on the shipment of shirts. So, you know, two XLs are hard to find, Bri. 
I mean, I, I guess so. I, I, we're big boys. It's a lot of fabric. Shortage of thread. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, also, one last shout out. I, you know, we got this. Uh, we talked about this today at work. Uh, we have a little friend at work named Jose Cato, and Jose has found us on Facebook and has started watching and listening to our stuff, and he is giving us crap every day about it. But Jose, if you listen to us, but I see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's why they call me that fat guy. I knew I knew I was in for it when I walked in and all I heard was, ah, fatty. And I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so um also want to uh get into our trivia here, Bri. I gotta adjust something over here on the sound real quickly. Okay, so let's play our trivia music. I am giving you the trivia, which is brought to you by Curb Appeal Landscaping. You can catch Papa V at curbappeal419.com for all your landscaping services. All right, Brian. So I got you two of them. All right. So the first one you already kind of snagged up today on me. Um, <laughs> Trevor Bauer signed a $40 million a year contract to play with the Dodgers. All right. So I am bringing to you... He is higher than uh, three teams' it's payroll, just him. Mm-hmm. Can you name mm-hmm. me those three teams? And you can go ahead and pop them off right now because you already know, you know who they no, are. I'm not going to like this answer. Uh, well, I I know unfortunately he's making more money than the Indians. Um, he's also making more money than the Pirates. Yes. And the third one escapes me, but. I think I'll it's the think Orioles. Oh, yes. I think right. that's what it is. Yeah, so, I was going to guess the Royals, but you're right. Um, also, <laughs> the Super Bowl marked a major event for Tom Brady. This is his seventh mm-hmm. Super Bowl ring out of, what, ten Super Bowls? Right. I yep. mean, we, we can't argue what this guy is anymore because he's just, you know, he's just, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. He's just something special. Even though I hate to say that because Bryce sees the pain in my face as I say it. Um, you know what? It, it, it's just striking me now. I meant to wear my Michigan Tom Brady jersey. So Thank God we're not doing a live show. One. So that's awesome. <laughs> have Ashley bring it in to you. You'll love that. Well, I'll have to wear it for the next show for you. <laughs> All right. So Tom Brady won his seventh. Seventh championship. Mm-hmm. There is one other NFL quarterback that has won seven championships. Mm-hmm. Can you name me that quarterback? You want it now? Oh, no. We'll wait till the end. I'm pretty sure okay. everybody knows it. I know you know it. I can see the gleam in your eye right now because <laughs> you're all excited about it. So Come let's. That's eh, all right. Let's get her show. Let's get. What kind of Browns fan would I be if I didn't know this one? Well, I just had to say it. You know, it's just, okay. I, it's for I the. Like it. Hey, I this like is for this shout is, out. This is for the fans. It's not for us. It's for the fans. You might touch okay. somebody today with that answer. Okay. Well, well, I mean, 
I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that probably doesn't know it, so we'll get to it. All right. You want to bring our guest on? Let's do it. All right. Let me uh, let me pause this real quick. And Big Bry, here we got now live on our show. And I call him Mike Ped. Mike, what do you want to go as? Just Mike. That's fine. Mike Just Ped, Mike. whatever you want to call me. Okay. So Mike has been a listener of ours. He's also friends with Lauren and our boy Always Positive Jay, which right. Mike also Always Positive Jay wanted me to tell you thank you again for the tickets that you got for him for the Browns game. Oh man, it was my pleasure. So I'm just glad to have him. Glad to have another Browns fan there. <laughs> so you are a huge Browns fan. You are from Pennsylvania. You're yep. about what an uh, hour and a half away from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, about an hour, hour and a half north of it. God, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, bud. Are I've you, been there uh, for eight years, too. <laughs> are, are you up by Erie? Yeah, I'm about 40 minutes south of Erie. Oh, cool. Uh, if you know where Andover is, I'm about 20 minutes from Andover, Ohio. Gotcha, right. Okay. Okay, so we, uh, you have become a Browns fan because you're dead, all right? Yep. And you informed me last night that your wife is a Steelers fan. Yeah, she's one of those Youngstown Steelers fans. So I got to ask, how hard is that, to, you know, especially as a wife, you know, bring that into the, uh, <clears throat> let's just say, bring that into the bedroom. Did, like, did you rub it in when you finally beat the Steelers and just let well, her have you it? Don't, you don't, yeah, she's like a typical Yinzer fan. I love her to death, but you don't dare talk bad about the Steelers. She gets a little frustrated. Oh, I, I go e- I go easy on her. I want to make sure she's okay and happy and not feeling too rough about things, but I told her I've had 20 years of this pen up, you know, and that is what it is. (laughs) I would have, I would have just went off. I would just start screaming and yelling. I wouldn't even have cared. Oh, oh, I was, I went off when they won, especially (laughs) that first quarter, me and my buddy were there. So she was outnumbered. She had two Browns fans and she didn't say a word. She just sat with her arms crossed and her TJ Watt Jersey, just staring at the TV. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of good. Her wearing that TJ Watt Jersey did. (laughs) So it's a nice one. It's the block letter one. So at least she's stylish in it. Well, that's true. And you are a collector of jerseys too, for what I hear from Lauren. You got like what, like 13 different jerseys? Well, I have 12 right now. I just got my Batonia one in the mail yesterday. Oh. Finally came. I ordered it like nice. 12 weeks ago. So Jeez. who all, who all do you have? Uh, well, I have two customs that are number 84. They're different sizes because I lost some weight, and I have my last name on them. They have Pedersen on them. Uh, then I have a Joe Thomas. I have a Josh Cribbs, a uh, Phil Dawson. Uh, Ronnie Harrison jersey. Oh, that'll boy. Uh, an OBJ, a Landry, a Baker, an Orange Garrett. Oh. Um, and I just got, like I said, a 75 Batonio in, in the new brown look. Well, at least you got some decent players. You didn't go with, like, Josh Gordon or Dwayne Bowe. No, I didn't. I actually was very selective with with what I went with, and and I built built a lot of them, like the uh, the OBJ, the Phil Dawson, the uh, the Joe Thomas. They're all the 2010 to 2014 line, and the Ronnie Harrison one. So I, I stripped some down, had them redone at uh, Swish and Stitch uh, in Berea. Oh, nice! Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. So what? They'll they'll put a a different nameplate on the back of it for you. 
nameplate numbers the whole thing so i got a johnny manzel jersey on ebay for 25 bucks and i stripped uh-huh. it down to nothing as plain white one and uh-huh. i turned it into a phil dawson jersey have a, have a guy that i know that gets me captain patches and have the captain's patch that was on there for that year for him and everything wow awesome i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna ask uh the name of the place again because i'm probably gonna go there switch and stitch Switch and Stitch, or it might be Stitch and Switch. I can't remember. Stitch I always get it backwards. But but she's on okay. uh, she's on Twitter. I, I, okay. If you look on my timeline at all, I always tag her and stuff, and and I brag about her to everybody because they are amazing. Yeah. In fact, I... right now she has my Garrett, my Landry, my Thomas, one of my Pedersen jerseys, and my OBJ jersey. She's repairing a little little hole in the OBJ jersey. I took the uh-huh. owner patch off and I have an embroidery mark. And she's doing new nameplates on the uh, other jerseys to make them the three inch letters instead of two and a half. Awesome. I, I I might uh I might have a Trent Richardson jersey that might find new life as Ronnie Harrison now. Yeah, that a boy. Good move. I feel like he's going to be a big part of the safety room moving forward. Sweet. All right, so let's get into our Browns talk, boys. Come on, let's get yeah. into it. So this year, uh, we finally got a an award coming to the Cleveland Browns, and it is Kevin Stefanski, one Coach of the Year. He got 25 votes. The next closest person to him was uh, the Buffalo coach, right? McDermott? McDermott. And they had seven. So he won by by a landslide. So what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Stefanski is probably the best coach we've had in 20 years, right? Since Marty. So, well, yeah, yeah. since Marty. I mean, I mean, Belichick, obviously, uh, but he was still awfully young, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. So what do you think over there, Blake? I mean, nobody in the modern, you know, since the return has had that record, even 11-5. and five. So that that right there is, is a big check mark. And, and additionally, he took them to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. You know, I, there, there's promise. I mean, I, I think the expectation now is AFC championship game. I mean, that that's a minimum next year. Well, and hopefully they they actually do it. You know, depending on what they do in the off season. And the reason why I brought the off season up is because there is a guy that Brian and I like to uh, emulate at work when we play catch football. And there's like rumblings that Richard Sherman is interested <laughs> in the Browns. So I want I want to get both your guys' take. I'm going to go with Mike on this one. For what are your thoughts about Sherman joining the Browns? It's a it's a double edged sword. You know, I really like his leadership. I like his experience. He's been there. He knows how to win. He could bring a lot to a young room with Delpit coming off of an injury. Harrison being there, he's still a young guy. He's like what twenty six, I think. Um, but the other thing too is, does his attitude, his personality, does it fit our locker room? I mean, this is a guy that a year ago wouldn't shake Baker Mayfield's hand at a game. Oh yeah, right. You know, so so think about that. I mean, we, we have a culture built right now that's really strong, that this team's really bonded. They've really bought into everything Stefanski's doing. So while he brings a lot with the leadership aspect, I just don't know if he's going to do a lot for the locker room. And the other thing, too, I don't want him playing corner. I want him playing more safety than anything. What about slot? You know, just sticking him in there as a nickel well, zone that, guy. And that's it. That's the only place I'd want him as far as corner would be considered as a nickel or a zone guy on, on the corner. And then I would want him playing safety otherwise. doing some over the top work. All right. Brian, what do you think? 
Uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, I don't know if you heard uh, where this kind of all started. Um, uh, CJ McCollum, NBA uh, Portland Trailblazer, who's a, a giant Browns fan, was tweeting at Rich, Richard Sherman um, huh. about like any chance he'd come to the Browns. The Browns could really use you. And he said something like, well, we'll see what happens. So it, it's cool that uh, that other people are jumping aboard the Browns bandwagon. Uh, it was always kind of uh, behind closed doors, things that you would admit to your friends that you were a giant Browns fan. And now it's kind of <laughs> becoming more acceptable and people are getting out there and getting behind this team. So, you know, we are just a couple of veterans on defense away from being yeah. a pretty good defense because we have playmakers. So, if we just get some veteran leadership, um, you know, this, I think we can go as far as we want to. Uh, you saw Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. All their guys that contributed on that great defense, they weren't all homegrown talent. It was signing a Jason Pierre-Paul or bringing in a Indomitian Sioux, guys that are veterans that have had Pro Bowl seasons in this league but maybe were on the back nine of their career. And, uh, you know, they played a huge role on the biggest stage in the game. So if we can get Richard Sherman in, yeah, I'll take him. And, you know, hopefully whatever beef there was between him and Baker, uh, that's been squashed. But I think what it really comes down to is where the Browns are with Greedy Williams and how they feel about uh, his health. That's big. And uh, also got to uh, bring in the fact that, you know, you had Bruce Arians win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and he wanted to be a coach here. Like, he was begging for the coaching job here in Cleveland. Do you think he could have pulled it off here in Cleveland, or do you think it was just the right time, right opportunity with uh, Tampa Bay and bringing in all the cohorts with uh, Gronkowski and all them? I think it was right time, right, right place, right everything. Just not a good opportunity. I just don't know that our team is mature enough and ready enough on the defensive side of the ball to be where Tampa was. Do you think they're a little too young? I just think the experience factors there. What I learned in that game against Kansas City is that we are not fast on defense at all. I mean, we showed it. It was bad. So, Mike, with that being said, I mean, who do you – so the Browns have got the 26 pick in the draft. Which it's been a while that we've had the a twenty pick, but also not followed up by like a number four pick. So with that twenty six pick, you know you're not getting the super top tier talent. That means our analytics department's going to have to get to work and pick out the diamond in the rough, is what I like to call it. Um, who do you like going at twenty six? Do you want a linebacker, a defensive lineman? Uh, I mean, they got to go defense with the first pick, unless. <laughs> Somebody ungodly is right there in front of them that they have to take. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend a lot upon what free agency bears. I mean, March 17th is a date that I'm excited for. I'm drooling over. I can't wait for that day to come to see what they do because I, I predict that they're going to make some sort of a splash. You can't, um, you can't start you know. drooling yet. We haven't started Fat Boy Tuesday yet. you got to wait till later <laughs> on. I, I know you're excited about but, it, but you can't drool now. But my – my hope is that in, in some form of the off season here prior to the draft, they bring in some sort of veteran leadership on, on the edge and they bring in something at the corner of safety position because that'll open them up to use that 26 pick on a, on a linebacker. 
And I think that Zayvon Collins out of, uh, I think it was uh, Tulsa. Yes. I think he's going to fall to 26. And he's huge. He's a physical freak, and he's he's quick underneath, and and he can't help set the edge the edge as well in the run game. Bry. So yeah. that, that um, would be where I'd want to go is to, to is linebacker. Right, right, and certainly we we need help there because our young talent has been okay, but I don't know if anyone's really said that uh, they can see anything special at this point between uh, Phillips or Mack or Poppy Poppy. So we need right. help there. A veteran would be nice, but. I think I'm convinced now more than ever that we need to build a strong defensive line because after seeing what Tampa Bay did to Mahomes, you're going to have to be dealing with him for the next decade. And it was just, I mean, this Super Bowl was just unbelievable how unpredicted it was because nobody could see that coming. They only putting up three uh, field goals the whole game and, I think back to the Giants uh, Patriots Super Bowl a couple of years ago, where the Giants were coming in, Patriots, big bad Patriots undefeated, and the Giants kind of neutralized the star quarterback with their defensive line. So I think if we can have four guys up front so we don't have to blitz, so we can get to the quarterback with just using four guys. Then, then you're playing like a seven on four in the backfield, and, and as wide receivers, they only can send out four guys on routes if they have everybody in blocking. So, yeah, give me a star defensive end or a stud defensive tackle, because you saw in that Super Bowl, um, you know they have the the guys off the edge, um, uh, JPP and Shaquille Barrett. They were getting to him off the edge, but Pat Mahomes couldn't just step up in the pocket and get rid of it. He had to start running backwards because there was no place mm-hmm. to step up to uh, because Sue and Vita Bea were right in his face, too. So, yeah, we, we need to collapse the pocket with four guys, and I think that's how you beat Pat Mahomes. And I'm sure they'll, they'll make adjustments, but, uh, yeah, give me all the defensive talent on the line that we can, and I think – if you only make your cornerbacks cover for two or three seconds, these long developing routes that the Chiefs run, they won't have time to develop. All right. Well, I personally, like I told Brian, I, I looked at a, uh, a mock draft that had this uh, linebacker from Missouri, Nick Bolton, I think is what his name is. Yeah, I watched some tape on him, and he's actually a middle linebacker, oh, excuse me, that uh, – he can actually get downfield and actually wrap up a tackle because, you know something, all I want for our defense is somebody that can tackle. Not throw a body at somebody. I want somebody that can just wrap up and drive somebody into the ground. Not not Sadejo who is just going to put his head down and throw his body somewhere. I want to, could, could, you imagine Mac, could you imagine Mac Wilson's numbers if he wrapped up? Uh, it'd be unreal. I don't understand. Like, like I was explaining to Bry, I don't understand the whole reasoning behind not wrapping somebody up. Like I wrestled for a very long time. I understand how to wrap people up. I just don't understand. I understand they're running fast at you, but is it really that hard to grab a leg or something like that to take them down? Like, I don't, why you just throw your shoulder into them? Cause guess what? They're going to bounce off and gain another 10 yards. 
and you get a separated shoulder. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I I, I get you. Uh, Greedy Williams uh, in too yeah, soon. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I I just want the Browns to be great. So, Mike, oh, how was we're going to reflect on your season? All right. So we give the guest a little bit of time to reflect on their 2020 COVID season that was filled with Zoom calls and blowouts by Pittsburgh and well, not Pittsburgh, but by uh, Baltimore there at the beginning. And then something magically happened after the bye week. And I want to get your take on how you felt as a fan watching that. It was interesting. I mean, week one, obviously, I watched that game and, and I had a couple of thoughts. I wanted to give Kevin Stefanski you know, kind of a, a mulligan because I thought, well, he didn't know any preseason stuff. He had no real camps, no real anything. And it's like, here, go coach. <laughs> to go play the Ravens, the defending MVP, the yada, 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 hit their house. So... I wanted to give him Mulligan, but at the same time, I kind of was like, damn, that's the same old Browns because Baker and the offense were inept. I mean, they kind of moved the ball between the 20s, but otherwise they were inept and the defense looked pitiful and just one of those games. But then the next week they came out, they bounced back, and, and I felt good, and they put a little string together and then played Pittsburgh and laid, laid a big rotten egg. You know, same, same idea. I thought, oh, man, now they can't win against the division. They can't beat the, the guys they have to beat to get to the playoffs. You know, it really kind of did. I think that really set the stage for the second half of the season because to get to the playoffs, you had to get through the big dogs. Now, they unfortunately didn't beat Baltimore that Monday night, but that was arguably the game of the year. Oh, yeah. Arguably the best arguably the best performance I've seen out of Baker Mayfield in, in his career. Well, and the whole team. I mean, the whole team yeah, stepped yeah. up. I mean, that was unbelievable. And it just is what it is. Lamar Jackson was the defending MVP, and he, he showed it. And and played a good game. So I also like to think if our secondary was there, we win that game. Oh yeah, I think so too. What do you, what do you think going forward for the Browns? I mean, you said AFC Championship or bust, right? Yeah, yeah. The sky's the limit. I mean, I love Stefanski's ability to adjust. I love the, the I love that when you brought up the second half of the season because you, as you probably noticed, it was like they clicked. All of a sudden, there's a snap, a light switch, and they went from being a really kind of fairly predictable run team to a, a pretty much a passing offense the second half of the uh, season. Well, the, the thing I liked about it, like Brian and I talked about it, it was almost like Stefanski and all the offensive people sat down with Baker going, well, this play mm-hmm. obviously isn't working. Let's do this now. And, you know, it's, it sounded like they actually sat down and had a really good time with Baker and kind of got him on the narrow because he was a totally different person after that bye week. I mean, he yeah. wasn't even like a little bit. He was a completely different person after that bye week. And I might have to pause talk and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we had a little technical difficulty with the uh, the uh, Audacity app that I use. And we're playing a little catch-up. But um, what would you say to... I mean, Baker's our franchise guy, right? No doubt. No doubt about it. Okay. What would you say about having? Would you resign Denzel Ward? I would give him his his fifth year, and, and I'd I'd wait and see. You know, yeah. I, I would actually, when it comes to prioritizing extensions, he wouldn't be on my list right now. Let me pause this real quick because I'm having a little issue on my side. Let me pause it real quick, guys. 
All right, guys. So I think I got the technical issue taken care of. I'm not 100% sure yet, but we'll see what happens after this. Um, we're going to close the book on the Browns. All right. Cause we got to talk a little bit of Cavs cause they're getting into their toughest stretch and they are losing horribly. And I think they are pretty much done in. Right, what would you say, Bri? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're done because, uh, who knows? It's still very early in the NBA season. So I want to put a fork in them just yet, but yeah, I mean, like you said, they're, they have a tough stretch. They're now 10 and 15. They have four or five tough games right in a row all on, um, all on this road trip. So you could be looking at, you know, 10 and 19 before it's all said and done, before we stop the bleeding. And then we have a couple winnable games after that. But, um, you know, you just hope it's not too little too late. Um, you hope with such a young team that, mentally they're not too fragile to uh to suffer a losing streak and just kind of pack it in but i think jb bickerstaff is is a is a great uh head coach and so i put my faith in him and you know they'll bounce back they'll be in contention but i don't feel as good as i did this time last week now mike you told me that you do not get any of the Cavs games at all unfortunately I would, I would definitely be trying to check some of them out just because there's nothing else going on right now other than hockey. Oh, well, right. But yeah, we, I take it you're, we you get the uh, Buffalo Sabres then. No, we get the Pens actually. Oh, you guys get the Pens? Okay. Well, yep. I mean, yep. we are uh, Blue Jackets fans and Red Wings fans over here. Okay, I'm definitely a Penguins fan. Yeah, uh, of course you are because, well, that's the one thing we got to <laughs> fight about. I mean, it's so obviously you've been to Permanente Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, you've yeah. been to Panini's. Have you been to Ohio's Panini's? Uh, I haven't, but my father-in-law has. All right, well, when you come back here for a game, we are taking you to Panini's so you can okay. compare and contrast who has the best sandwich. Okay. All right. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Panini sandwich anyhow. I, I think it's pretty overrated. Really? I think the meats that they use aren't quality enough. You know, if you, if you oh, have okay. the quality of the meats, I think it might be a better sandwich, but, you know, there's, I don't know, there's too much grease on the fries. It's just, I don't know, it's just not my thing. Their okay. wings, however, are actually pretty good if you get their wings. Well, I've never had wings from there, so now i got to try that. Now, can, yeah. can I ask you a question? Because we've heard rumors in Pittsburgh. I don't know if this is a Pennsylvania thing or just a Pittsburgh thing. They put French fries on their salads. Can you confirm yeah, that? That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a Western PA thing. Like, that's Gee. the whole side of the state. Have it's you had it? Up. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. I could go down the street from my house right now. And I could go order a salad and then come out with a chicken salad with French fries. What? Hold on. <laughs> what? Why the French fries? Now we're getting it. Hold on. I got to play the clip, Bri. Because, well, honestly, okay. okay, hold on. Let me let me get through this real quick. So, hold on. Uh, Indians uh, pitcher from long ago, Trevor Bauer. Bryce's favorite person signed a forty million dollar no. contract, and the Indians are going to suck. Let me get let me get over here to our oh, and it's not even playing. Why is it not playing? I can't even play it now. I can't even play. Hold on, I'll play it on this side. I'm playing it because we have. Uh, I got wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. System slow today. I know. Wait for it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. 
All right, there we go. We got Fat Boy Tuesday. We're just getting into Fat Boy Tuesday right out of the gate. So Jumped right into it. I know. <laughs> so is everybody can still hear me, correct? Oh crap. Well, hold on. Let me plug you back in. All right. So is everybody back in? Yep. All right. Yep. Mike, you there? All right. So it is time for Fat Boy Tuesday, which most people don't realize we had Bob and Millersburg, Millersburg hook us up with that sounder. It is absolutely amazing. I love playing it. Brian knows what it is. Mike, have you heard that sounder yet? I haven't. Okay. Well, you listen to this episode, you'll hear that sounder, and it might be a little muffled. But <laughs> when we talk about Fat Boy Tuesday, that's when we start getting our food topics. And obviously, we are getting into. French fries on salad. Like, I've heard of croutons. I've heard of tortilla strips and stuff like that. I have never had French fries on a salad. You know, if you're really looking to get rid of the healthy aspect, it's the way to go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right up your alley, fatty. It's it's really not bad. I mean, get the right dressing. I'm a blue cheese dressing guy. It has to have, like, real blue cheese in it. It can't just be, like, some sifted creamy blue cheese flavored crap and that's okay. gonna be real. So you gotta you, know, you can't you can't put Italian dressing on that salad. You gotta put something hearty like a ranch or blue right, cheese. Right, right. Exactly. Thousand Island you might get away with, but you know, that'd be about as non non ranch or creamy as I'd go. But I mean it's it's not a bad touch, but it de- definitely not the health way to go. <laughs> no so and people have called me weird for this. Like when I do a taco salad I put French dressing on my taco salad. Yeah, that's normal. Well, I yeah, didn't know because most people put that. taco sauce and all that, that stuff. Normal? I don't know. Oh, it's French dressing. Yeah, that's what I, I always put French dressing on my taco salad. Hmm. Now, hold on. Is there any other uh, Western PA pet peeves they got with food yeah, that we got to get into? I got to find out more. Um, I don't know. That's about the weirdest thing they do for food here. Do they do they put French fries on anything else? We know they put it on their sandwiches and their salads. Anything else? Pizza. I mean, everything everything's ranch. They dip the pizza in ranch. They dip everything in ranch. Okay. Well, we do that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're fat, of course. There's, <laughs> that, but I uh, that's a given. I can't think of any other real Western. I mean, pierogies. I don't know if you guys have pierogies. Oh, of course we do. We live in Cleveland. Of course we got. Yeah, we got pierogies like there, crazy. Pierogi there's a little little place right in McKee's Rocks in Pittsburgh called Pierogies Plus that that does handmade homemade pierogies, and mm. it's just it's the best. We gotta take it to Palma. Yeah. Yeah, you're coming with us to Parma. We'll show you. We'll show you pierogies All right. done right. Yeah. And then <laughs> like it's not little pierogies either. Like when they say you're getting a meal, you're getting a meal. Yeah. And it's like Oh yeah, that's that's these pierogies plus are huge. Size of your hand. Plus we have Polish village over here in Pama. I think is that uh, what, Polish village yeah. Yeah. There's and, one guy over there that does a great job with uh all kinds of pierogies. That's why we get excited about Fat Boy Tuesday, because when they do Fat Tuesday and start, oh my lord, the food that they bust out. Now, now with the, you also, we started talking about uh, omelets, you and I, right? And here in Cleveland, there is the original Pancake House that has got the biggest omelet I have ever seen. It's delicious. I put pictures out on Twitter. Bryce had the omelet there too. The size of a frisbee. It is huge. Okay, it's ten bucks for this omelet, so you can imagine how huge this is. Plus, that place also does um, 
their own bacon, in-house bacon. So they do everything in-house. So you and I were talking about omelets, and you said that you have an omelet place in South Carolina that you just, you go to no matter what. Yeah, every time I'm down there, it's called Stacks Omega. It's off of Haywood, uh, Haywood Road in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. I lived down in Greenville, Greer area for about five years as a claims adjuster down there. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of good eats down there. I actually, I, I started, I was about 270 pounds when I got down there. When I left, I was 330 pounds. So there's a lot there of good down there. Nice. I, I took it all on the chin. Um, <laughs> but they have a Greek, they have a Greek omelet there that it's like, fresh shaved lamb it's got all this like huge crumbles of feta cheese the baby spinach the tomatoes the whole bit and it's it's again it's like the size of a softball it's this huge lump of an omelet and it comes with you know fries or hash browns or whatever you want home fries it's just it's the best thing you'll ever eat oh my god i i I wish we were video chat right now (laughs) because brian sitter brian vinny's over here going oh yeah the feta yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and that's oh, the yeah. that's the uh, touch, man. The more feta they put in it, you should ask them for extra feta. Yes, and he's, he's just sitting here drooling over here and just going, oh, and yeah. Lamb. They serve oh, this 20, 24-7. They're, they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, that's amazing. That'd be a good drunk food. At like 2 o'clock in the breakfast morning. Lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, too. They do like country fried steak with like oh. gravy over it, the whole bit. Now you're, getting my, you're getting in my wheelhouse now. Yeah, and then they got a big ass bakery in the middle of it too. I mean, it's, this Greek guy owns a couple of these places around Greenville, and it's just nutty. <sighs> okay, so so Bry, what's your best yeah. omelet, bud? What's your go-to omelet? Let's get into it. Let's get into omelets. I mean, if you want to go into omelets, I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple man. I like meat and I like cheese. Um, I, if if I had to build my perfect omelet, it'd be. Bacon, maybe a little bit of sausage and a little bit of ham and a crap ton of cheddar cheese. Uh, um, you don't but, get fancy with it? No, no. Huh? I mean, bacon, cheese, I'm good with it. It's kind of like pepperoni pizza. It's not going to be bad wherever you That's get it from. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, keep it simple. So you're, you're not going to be kinda like a You're kind of like a meat lover's omelet, right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't get too fancy with it. Now, if somebody has something kind of off the wall, that they want to throw in their omelet, I'm good with that. I'll try it probably, but um, yeah, I'm not getting mushrooms or spinach or anything like that. Not my omelet, anyways. All right, so Vinny, what's what's your go-to omelet? You name it, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like it all. So you know, I've had the Western, I've had the Greek, I've had uh, ugh, so many different kinds. Um, Back uh, one of the episodes that we did before when uh, we were talking about diners and stuff, I always got the omelets oh, yeah. where I kind of went, and they've always blown me away. Yeah. Like, so. for me personally, uh, I do the uh, corned beef and hash okay. omelet that they yep, do yep. there at the original Pancake House. They got the red potatoes, they got the onions, they got your corned beef hash in there, Ooh. throw a little hot sauce on top mm. of that thing and just go to town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that sounds awesome. So, Mike, what what are your favorite things to go in an omelet? Bacon, lots of bacon, lots of cheddar cheese, onions. I mean, really anything. I'm I'm kind of open to trying anything, but those are the, those are the staples right there: the bacon, the cheddar cheese, and the onion. So you're like Jay. What goes great with bacon? More bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and cheddar cheese. Nothing beats cheddar cheese. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, my sister's calling me, and I gotta hang up on her. But um, you can hear the beeps. Let we're just gonna let her beep in. She knows I'm recording right now, and I'll have to call her after we're done. Um, I'll bring so her in. I can't because you know what this phone call is about. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, for yeah. those that don't know, my dad just got out of the hospital, and uh, you know, just a a quick quick stint in the hospital and you know he's just now getting out and she's probably calling me to give an update on his uh how he's doing so um let's get into boys we are about let's see here 45 minutes in all right uh mike is there anything food wise that you want to ask us about before we start our top three yeah, actually, uh, best brewery, uh, for food and for locally brewed beer in the downtown Cleveland area, kind of closer to the stadium. Okay. So that will be Bry's, uh, probably best thing because, um, mine, it's probably, what is it? Probably about 20 minutes away from downtown. You have Fatheads, uh, brewery. Mm-hmm. But you also have platforms down there. You also have, um, oh, Joe Barris. What was it? No, no, not Noble Beast. Well, it, it it begins and ends with Great Lakes Brewing Company. Oh, yes. That's the, that's the best brewery in uh in Cleveland. They also have Southern Tier down there. Um, I want to say I went to one before Browns game last year when we played uh, the Rams on Sunday night. We kind of hung out and watched the games before it i think it's called masthead or something yes um, yes yeah, is that right okay they had some good food there too they had uh flatbreads and like pulled pork nacho was phenomenal so there, there's quite a bit to choose from it just kind of uh it's what your cup of tea is and what you're feeling that day i don't think you can go wrong with any of them though no and uh, yeah cause- I personally endorse uh, Fatheads Brewing Company because it's just down the street from us. They have a bubbleberry yes. beer, and plus their food, they have these sandwiches called Headwitches, and it's because it's the size of your head. They're not joking around with those sandwiches. Like, oh, they yeah, are, are awesome. massive. Yeah, very good. Those are awesome. Now, I, I went to Noble Beast. That's the one brewery. That's the that one I was bringing up. Down. Yeah. They're really good. They're real good. So I've but never I, been there. Is their food good there? Their food's legit. Their food's real good. They had this chicken sandwich with kind of the southern coleslaw on it, Whoa. like a like a more of an Italian coleslaw, and then it uh had some spicy sauce on, sauce on it, some bacon, some little everything. It was it was real good. It was a nice thick piece of chicken breast too that was actually southern fried. <laughs> Even better. All right, now we gotta get off of food now because I'm getting excited. I'm hungry. I know. Well, Benny's hungry. I, I thought we were going to talk about uh, your Super Bowl spread. We're not doing that now. Omelets are done. We uh, My Super Bowl spread was 18 spicy garlic wings. So, uh, there. Well, <laughs> that's why, because it's a boring spread. Exactly. What was your spread? Ah, <laughs> uh, wings. Uh, we ordered... <laughs> <laughs> we ordered from, uh, from JoJo's, which is right down the street from me, and I got wings and potato skins. My wife got a Reuben, which Ooh. turns out was great news for me because they brought a patty melt. So I got to eat a patty melt too. <laughs> so oh. hold on. she got her Reuben and a patty melt. 
No, she, the, instead of the Reuben, they gave her a patty melt. Oh. So she had to call back and say, you got it wrong. So then they delivered the Reuben too. So I ended up eating the patty melt and I saved the wings for the next day. Oh, I got two days of, of a Super Bowl spread. Bonus. That's what we it was call a great bonus. day for me. That's what Didn't we... even have to leave my house to get it. That's, that's what we call bonus right there. Holy Dang shit. right. 2021 is going to be a great year, if that's so, any indication. So, Vinny, did you have a spread? Uh, no, actually. We really didn't have a spread. Um, I went ahead. I ordered some pizzas, and we went on over to, to Mom's for a little bit. Uh, usually, we do, you know, earlier type stuff. But yeah. Not this year. Well, I mean, that's all we did here at the house. We ordered pizza and wings. Mm-hmm. So the boys, Where did you guys get pizza from? Uh, we got it from uh, Pizza Hut because the boys yeah. asked for Pizza Hut. And I got the spicy garlic wings from there. And by the way, their spicy garlic wings at Pizza Hut are no joke. Like, their wings are actually really good. I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised because most pizza places give you those little baby wings. No, they actually did legit wings. So, oh. you know, shout out to... Uh, Pizza Hut here. Uh, where'd you get pizza from there, Vinny? Uh, I actually went to uh, Domino's. See? So I... Uh, we went all chain. Yeah. Well, I told them about that, that special deal thing that they got going on that, you know, nobody talks about, but they do the commercials for, you know, seven ninety nine for the, the three topping, any three topping, uh, large. It's like, oh, cool. I'll do that. Get a couple pizzas. <laughs> Domino's has this... Um, I think they call it Brooklyn style pizza, which is kind of, uh, it's, it's almost like, it's basically New York style, but, um, it's a, a thinner crust. It's really good. If, if you maybe have soured on Domino's or you want to try something a little different, yeah, I recommend that. It's, it's cheap and it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, Fetty went ahead. He'll be right back. So. Did you want to get into uh, the top three? We can circle back around to Fatty. Sure, sure. Uh, Mike, do you do you know what? Did he tell you what the top three is? Do you know uh, yeah, uh, what we're doing? Coaches, right, right, right. Coaches that uh, coaches that you would like to play for. Um, I don't know, past, past or present, twenty years, thirty years, whatever. I guess he put a stipulation on it that. Um, it can't be a current coach unless he's a little older or has been coaching for a while. So, well, anybody come to mind? Stefanski would have been my first choice because boy, apparently he's done enough to make those guys buy in like overnight. Right, not even first year. But uh, I guess you know it's a shame that he's gone. But Schottenheimer, you know, would be probably my top choice. Right, he was he was around for the AFC Championship games and all that stuff. And, when I was growing up in the 80s, that was who was the head coach, and I have vague memories of him. But, uh, but Marty would probably be my first choice. Yep, for sure. You have a two and a three? Have you thought that far, Ed? Yeah, not really. Kind of. <laughs> or do you like any, any other coaches in the league right now that, uh, that you kind of have your eye on that you think maybe if something would happen to Stefanski, uh, you know, and they didn't come to terms on an extension. Anybody you'd like to have? Boy, in the league today, you know, I'm not sure. You know, y'all might hate me for this, but Mike Tomlin come to mind as somebody that if he was ever fired and Stefanski didn't work out for some reason, I would right. line up to get, hit, get him an interview. Because 14 years, he's never been under 500. 
He right. always seems to have that team motivated and ready to play. So, so I might get shredded in some circles for that. Tomlin's probably my number two pick. Well, yeah, he certainly knows the division and he knows uh, how to beat Pittsburgh. So, I mean, he's kept a job. How long has he been there for? Like 12, 14 years now? 14. 14 yeah. Years. So he could do a lot worse than that. Yeah, probably Chuck Knoll would be my third then. Sure. Right. Okay. All right, fat guy's back. So okay. Mike gave his top three. Yep, that was so, Mike's top three. Okay, I heard Tomlin, Chuck Knoll. Who was the first one? Marty. Marty. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, Marty. All right. So, Brian, do you want to give your top three? Or you want Vinny to take it? Sure, I'll go. Uh, I'll get it out of the way quick. Um, and I know you were kind of talking that. Maybe you want to steer away from current coaches, but this guy's been around for a while. So my number three would be Pete Carroll. He he seems like Ooh, he seems like a good oh dude. Boy. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun to play for. I think back to when they drafted uh, uh, DK Metcalf, and and all the memes are going crazy about DK flexing with that shirt off in the weight room, and he comes in and Pete Carroll rips his shirt off to greet him. So. <laughs> I think uh, I think he'd be a fun guy to play for, and obviously, whatever he's doing has worked for a long time. So for he'd be my number three. Uh, number two, I was trying to think back, maybe a little bit in my younger days, and actually, I don't know if I've talked about it when uh, when the Browns left in '95. I was kind of just starting to love the game of football, and so I kind of attached to. Another team for those three years when the Browns weren't around and I didn't want to pick an AFC team. So I picked an NFC team and my team was the, uh, Minnesota Vikings and Denny Green. Um, they just seemed to have a lot of fun and, and they had a ton of success. So Denny, Denny Green, Minnesota, not Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. They are <laughs> who we thought sure. they were. Not yeah. that Denny Green. Cause that is like the best soundbite ever. Oh yeah, I, I remember that Monday night game against the Bears. They were crushing them, and somehow found a way to blow it. All right, so you're number one. My number one, it's sentimental. I'm I'm with Mike. Uh, it's Marty because he's the best Browns coach that I've ever known, and um, you know he he's what the memories of Marty's teams are what keep you coming back even twenty, thirty years later because you're just hoping that they can get back to what they were in the late 80s. And, uh, you know, uh, just hearing all the stories about him, as we probably will over the next several days as well, it sounds like he was a great guy. So hard to beat Marty right now. All right. So, Vinny, give me your top three, big fella. Um, Well, I kind of went more deeper back and stuff like that for a lot of mine. Um and actually, I kind of found out that a lot of mine have been kind of Miami coaches. Uh, yeah, they have been a lot of Miami coaches. <laughs> you know, um, which my, my father was a very big fan of uh, when we played the football games and stuff like that uh, when he wasn't the Browns. Uh, but uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, he was a, a great coach and, uh, you know, became a sportscaster and stuff later on. Um, my number two is uh, Don Shula. Oh, Yeah. Another great guy. Uh, my number one happened to be uh, uh, Vince Lombardi. You know, shares Vince. A, hey, he shares the name. You know, it's a good name. <laughs> good name, Vince Lombardi. 
All no right. love for Marv Levy, then, huh? Yeah, Marv Levy, Buffalo Bills. Um, you know what? I, you know me. No, as I've said in other ones, he didn't win. No, because no, he didn't win. No, no, I, I don't follow coaches that much. So you know, I follow the players a little bit more than I do the coaches. But yeah, I don't. Coaches are are worse for me than than the players are. So uh, let's get into the fat guys top three. My number three, and I wish I had a ding. The man, the myth, the legend, the Bears, Mike Dicka. I would love to play for Mike Dicka. He just seems like that no nonsense guy that would just punch you in the face if you screwed up. Like I, I like coaches like that. Uh, my number two would have to be Romeo Cornell. He just seems like a big old teddy bear that I could just wrap my hands around and just give him a big old hug if something happens. And he wouldn't even care. He would just actually go along with it. <laughs> I, 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 I just, like, I look at him and I'm like, oh, look at him. And I just want to give him a hug. Like, I, I don't know what it is about Romeo. And I then, love Romeo in the 2007 season, I tell you that much. Oh, I know. And then my <laughs> number one. And if Vinny won't say it. I will. Or Levy. I let let the guy went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all of them, <laughs> but yeah. he got to four straight Super Bowls. I don't even think Belichick can say four straight, can he? No, not four. Because he would always get so. two, and then he'd back out one or yeah, one and one. So. You know, for him to actually take that team, and granted, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback and everything, and Don Beebe, Don Beebe. Hey, you should be happy for me. I stayed away from Bill Belichick. I know you did, and I appreciate that. I stayed away from a lot of them. You stayed away from Tom Brady, too. Not as a coach. I know. So, So, when when you were talking about Mike Ditka, you're you're saying how he seems like the coach that if you screw up, he punch you right in the face. Is that why you're a uh, Woody Hayes fan? Yes, that is exactly why I'm a Woody Hayes fan. Because okay. that kid, you want your coach to punch you in the face. Yeah, because obviously that <laughs> Clemson player needed that. So I, I couldn't know. let it slide. Uh, that's fine. You know something? You, you're just having fully... worked at Clemson University. That kid probably had it coming. Oh, see, there it is. See. Oh, and also, yeah, and also with the Michigan hate, you're just bitter right now because you haven't won anything in 20 years. That's fine. <laughs> That's completely fine, Brian. I understand. You, you guys are a basketball school now. You're not wrong. They are a basketball school, number three in the country. Yeah, well, guess who's number four? Yeah. Yep, right uh, behind them. Right behind them with Aaron Kraft again for his 14th year. <laughs> all right so let's let's close it out you you both know the uh i told mike the trivia question i answered so the trivia question that i brought up today was there's another quarterback that won seven championships in 10 tries and if you guys can say it both together with uh nice and vigor go ahead who's that both auto of you. auto graham oh, auto graham yep Otto Graham won seven. Was it AFL championships? Uh, AFL and NFL. Okay. He won seven of them in 10 years. And the Hall of Famer that he is, so glad that he was part of the Browns. And guess what? Tom Brady can't take that away from Otto Graham. (laughs) 
Oh, the the greatest quarterback the Browns have ever seen. I I know. I know. All right, boys. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah. I hope you, you had a blast. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And we will definitely have you on again, especially when we go out and get some food here in Cleveland. Would you come in next time? Because we will yeah, take, happily come in. We will take you to some certain dive places that nobody knows about. We'll get you some good food. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I like, like I said, I only live about an hour, ten minutes away, so it's really not that big of a deal to come out that way. Well, perfect. See, we could just snag him right yeah. in. We might have him out uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and you might come foundry. out. Yeah, you might come out to the foundry with That'd us. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it, bud. I uh, hope you had a blast. Thanks, guys. I did. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a Thanks, good night, Mike. bud. you the man. Yep. Thanks, guys. And I have kicked him off, I think. Bry? Yep. All right. So, boys, we are here at the end of our show. All right. And for some odd reason, we always think that it won't go over an hour, and yet it always does. <laughs> Oh, really? So, yeah, we're like an hour and a minute over. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's shocking or something. I, I didn't think we were that long. Well, that's all right. So let's close out the show here. We had a great show with, thank, thank you, Mike, for joining us. We had a blast with you. And we got into omelets, which we haven't got into. Mm. And then people, they put french fries on salad. Ugh. Right. Like, I you know what? There's something with French fries that I've become a little bit accustomed to, and from what I was told, it was like a, a Pennsylvania thing, uh, mixing your mayonnaise with um, with ketchup. So they, hmm. you know, put a little uh, mayonnaise and ketchup together, and yeah, and you eat it with your fries. Okay, I'm looking at Vinny very funny no. right now. If anybody can see it, <laughs> I I like it. It's okay. not bad. Okay, I never- well. If you're willing to put French fries on your salad, where do you draw the line? I mean, what are you not willing to put on your salad? <laughs> I've I've never had right? that. Yeah, I've right? never done that. So I mean, seriously, what can you think of that? Oh, would not go with a salad. Absolutely not. Chocolate? Do they put chocolate bars on their salads? I don't know. Hey, hey, Bry, lay off me. I'm having a salad, but there's French fries on it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's all right. A uh, piece boys. of lettuce somewhere. <laughs> it's wrapped in lettuce. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here before we get too crazy. Bacon bits. Uh, oh, bacon bits. I love bacon bits. <laughs> Stop it. We're getting. I'm starving. All right, so boys, we're here at the end of the show. Thank you, everyone who listens. <laughs> Jeez, God, I don't know why you do, <laughs> but hopefully it's for stuff like this. Uh, Vinny, give them a good night. Hey, have a great night, everybody. All right, Big Brian, give him a God bless. Yeah, God bless you. God bless America. All right, I am that fat guy. We are legally in the face. We are definitely uncorked and unloaded right now. And we are out. See ya. See ya. Oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my.